rugby run when I was out there, it was one office and one shipping container. And there was four or five of us in that office. And by the time we finished out there, it was constructed, permanent office and a full solar farm. And this place is the same. We drive out into the lease area now and there's actually roads going through. <laughs> it's great. The growth is fantastic to watch. The drones flying over the solar farm, this just looks so big. Like once it was finished. It's huge. The solar farm was a really good change. Instead of going out and seeing the same thing being constructed, to see a solar farm starting from just clearing the land to these motorised panels was just, yeah, I'm going back out there next week for a visit. Are oh, you? Yeah. 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 I'm really quite excited about <laughs> it too. Welcome to the Beers with a Miner podcast. My name is Mad Mumsy and I've been driving the huge dump trucks in Australian open cut mines for over 10 years now. I wish I had a dollar for everyone who said to me, how does a little thing like you drive those big trucks? Oh, you must be rich. How do I get a job doing that? My mining friends are asked these questions all the time too. This is what started the Mad Mumsy journey to share stories and tips from living a mining lifestyle and to let others know what it's really like. Tune in each episode as I sit down for a relaxed chat, usually over a few beers with a fellow miner. Women and blokes with various experience, roles and opinions share their lessons and stories with you. Not everyone is cut out to be a miner, but why not? What does it take to thrive and survive in this industry? Now, let's dig in. Get it? Dig? Mining? Oh, crack me up. Hello and welcome to the Beers with a Miner podcast. My name is Mad Mumsy. This is episode 64, another happy hour episode where I sit down and chat with someone working in the industry. This is Trish, who works for Adani. Trish is the site administrator out at Carmichael Coal Mine here in central Queensland and it was a fantastic conversation and I'm sure you will agree. Trish was also the site admin overseer of all the things (laughs) out at the big solar farm that Adani created out at Moorumbah called Rugby Run and she left there to take on the Carmichael Coal Mine project which I'm sure you've heard of because it's in the news every five minutes. You know that I am a supporter of this project and coal mining and I don't hold back on that, for which I get hammered on Twitter. So if you see me getting hammered on Twitter by the greenies, please help me. (laughs) Because there's so many of us that are working in the industry, you getting told off for being a climate denier. I even got one lady that said, oh my God, and you're a mother. So, you know, because, what well, I'm wrecking the planet. Anyway, don't get me down that track. What I would like to say is this episode doesn't go down that track very much at all. This, I know many of you are like, what, we want to hear all about the protesters, but that's not what this conversation is about or why I wanted to speak to Trish. Originally, I saw her video on... LinkedIn and I reached out to the company to see if it was possible for us to have a chat and it turns out she lives locally so we sat down and had a good old conversation that is going to be really helpful for people especially if you're starting later in life into the mining industry 
lots of great tips for women working with blokes, which is always a good thing, and much more favourite rosters, all sorts of things, and also what it's like to work in HR and running a site where you are the overseer of all the things, setting up a new camp, setting up everything, getting people inducted, accommodation, you're on call to everybody. So sit back and relax, and I hope that you enjoy this conversation as much as we did. Now let's dig in. Get it? Dig. Mining. Ha, ha, ha. I crack me up still. 64 episodes. <laughs> here we go. So I am here with Trish. I we <laughs> it did take us a few months to get this get this going, but and then I thought it was gonna be a Zoom recording and you know, online, uh face to face online via video link. And then you said, oh, it'd be good if we could meet up. I'm in Mackay. I'm like, oh, what? You're in Mackay. Okay, so here we are at your place. Welcome to the podcast, Trish. And welcome to my home in Mackay. Oh, so yeah. nice. As soon as I walked in, I'm like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> I feel very at home here. Yeah. How long have you lived here? Since 2012. We moved into this one. Yeah. We both spend a lot of time away. So coming home to here is lovely. It's yeah. it's not a lot of maintenance, it's a lot of relaxation. Mm. That's what we're on, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, in between the hard bits. We work hard, so yeah, yeah, to come home and have this is lovely. Yeah. yeah. Initial question. <laughs> As this podcast is called the Beers with a Minor podcast, I like to start these happy hour episodes with my guests sharing their favourite beverage and also their favourite time to enjoy it. What is yours, Trish? Well... Considering you're standing in front of our daily bar, <laughs> yeah, and I am. you are also standing in front of the bar fridge, which is at your knees, um, I'm going to say I really don't have any restrictions. I look daily and I think I'll have, and more often than not, it'll be a vodka, but then I'll go gin, maybe beers, but not every day. And when you have a vodka and a gin, how do you have it? Just straight out of the bottle or? (laughs) In a brown paper bag. (laughs) Um, My vodka is lime and tonic and my gin is lime and tonic as well, surprisingly. So there you go. Mm. Tall or short glass? Tall. Tall. I like a tall and I like a straw. But I do have stainless straws, so. I was going to say, you got plastic straw? No, I've got stainless straws. Wow. And they get washed, yeah. Stainless straw, do they come up clean enough, do you reckon, or do yes. they get a bit feral on the inside? No, or? straight in through the dishwasher, yeah. in the cleaning drawer, in the cutlery drawer. Yeah. Good as God, kill it with the vodka on the way up anyway. Well, if there was any You don't want it to lose there. too much flavour, do you? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's lovely. Yeah, and so your favourite time um, to have a drink? Yeah, usually, usually mid to late afternoon but there has been starts at lunch times mm-hmm. there yeah, is I think I think I think we all do yeah especially if you got have lunch yeah 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 so I'm not going back to coffee and water no that's yeah, right I'll just change and it. then you just go into the evening with yeah. that yeah and what about when you're out on site do you have the old one every, I, I or lots or try none? I try and keep myself to two drinks yeah on tour which at the time would per have been, day or for the no for the tour, tour two <gasps> drinks 
I save my drinks for home. I do. So when do those two drinks happen? Um, depending on the on the day. Sometimes days deserve it earlier in the tour than later. Yeah. And sometimes it's just celebratory yeah. at the end of the tour that it's been a good tour. But I do just stick to a couple. I, I don't want to sort of get into the habit of not having a good night's sleep and finding it difficult the next day. Mm. And two's about my limit. <laughs> and what do you drink when you're out there? Gin and tonic. Oh, right. In yeah. a, a the cans, the Gordon's gin and tonic is yeah. a nice drop. Yeah. Mm. So is that a different taste than out of the bottle and mixing it yourself? Yeah. Weaker? <laughs> no, stronger. Oh, true. Well, yeah, it does me in. Yeah. Two, two, I'm a giggling gert. And we don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't need to get worse than that. That's when you know to send me to my room now this time. Giggling gerts are allowed, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, let's talk about your mining journey. How are you connected to mining, or where do you want to start? How did you get in in the first place? What have you always done it? How did you no? It's it was a midlife change, really. I came up from Melbourne um, over twenty years ago, and didn't even know what mining was about I, I friends of mine were in mining and in those days it was you could take your children out there and they got a tour of the trucks and the fields and things like that and it was all beyond me to be honest and then I had a shop in town for 10 years and when I got out of that in 2006 I um <sighs> Went, where am I going? And in those days, women were really being promoted for operators. Mm. And I thought, that'll do me. And I went through and I started doing the, the Cobble Medicals and all the few things that, that you needed to have before you even started. And at that stage, I was already mid-40s and I was concerned that I wouldn't get in as an operator. I didn't really know. But the first job I got was as a Peggy for one of the construction companies. So I took that and I worked in there for a couple of years and one day someone saw my resume and said, get in the office. Get in the office. <laughs> Before you go, can I ask, what is a Peggy? I've never known. What a Peggy is? A Peggy is the one who goes around and cleans all the dongers and the, um, all your, all your, all your, um, does all the bins around the place for all the oh, companies right. and they sort of yeah. they follow up and when the boys come in for their meals at in the crib rooms, mm-hmm. they'll clean the crib room before the next crew comes in. Things right. like that. Yeah. Mm. Actually, that's how mum's, mum started. Yeah. I didn't know that's what a Peggy was. I always, <laughs> always thought it might have been someone working out with the surveyors. Doing no, no. Hammering pegs in. No. They, they, yeah. the peggies tend to be, you know, they, it's all... So, it's, so the crews have got a standard that they can go in and have a nice break... But then if there's not enough work, they probably go out and do some TA work or they'll go and do um, town runs with the vehicles, you yeah. know, if there's anything that needs to be picked up or... So all sorts of... Yeah. All sorts of stuff. Yeah. Were you on pretty good money then, doing in that? Those, yeah, in yeah. those days. It was yeah. back then. It's not yeah. anymore, is it? I don't not really know well. now because no, I've, so. I've gone from wages to salary. So I really don't know what the comparison is anymore. I'm happy where I'm at and I'm sure that 
you could go out there and say, oh, I'll do a 12-hour day and then I'm going to get all my penalties. Well, I've got a package that I'm, I'm really quite content with, so I've got no idea what to compare it. Yeah. I, I don't know what they're on now. Yeah. So you went from that into the office? Yeah. And did you still have a goal to be an operator and you were trying to... Or no, by then you were like... No, oh, I thought, this is pretty crazy. I like yeah. this. This is air-conditioned all day. Yeah. <laughs> and being in construction, the infrastructure, I was then being sent around to different parts of the country. I've worked in New South Wales, area various areas through Queensland, Western Australia, all doing with construction in mining. Mm. So it's given me a really good broad aspect and appreciation. Two, nearly two years down on, um, in Newcastle in a unit on the beachfront. Oh, yeah, it was lovely. Yeah. It was lovely. <laughs> and that was building... Well, I didn't build them, but um, in the office building stack reclaimers and shiploaders. Yep. Yeah? Yep. I went down there with my ex-sister-in-law, still my, one of my besties, yep. and she was living just north of there. And so we stayed in Newcastle in some um, motel that had the longest, longest hallway. It was a Stephen King movie for sure. <laughs> it had mirrors at the end as well. So you'd yep. come home after a few yep. drinks and dinner and we're like, this is creepy, you know. Um, and then in the morning we went down and had breakfast, as you do. And I was walking back. I'll never forget the feeling. The table was over by the window and I was walking back with my bacon and eggs. And I, there was a ship going past. <laughs> Oh, look at that. There's <laughs> something out of um, Life of Brian or one of those ones, isn't it, when the ship goes through the... Yeah, so, yeah that's right. So that was right, must have been at the harbour in Newcastle. What sort of ship was way. it? Like it was a... like a big coal ship. Okay, yeah. It was massive. Yeah. It was just crazy. Yeah. It was cool, though. I've never forgotten that moment. So yeah. you, in the office, helping to... I, I, is in... it logistics? No, I was... No? I started, the first time I was a site administrator, then a project administrator, then became a cost controller, and that's when the invoicing and Mm. all the commercials came in, and now I'm site administrator, just, but for a full mine, whereas before it was for construction or maintenance jobs, so you start you actually, you literally run a small business for a very short period of time. You build it up, and then you have to close it out. Whereas now, with operations, it's ongoing. Yeah. Mm. And would you like to share which site you're working at with us, please? I'm at the Carmichael Mine with Adani. With Adani. Yep. There I am. Yes. I've been with them for around eighteen months now. Yep. And I love it. We built a solar farm. That's when I first started with them. We built the solar farm out of Moorumba. I didn't personally build it. But oh, I, you're a big part of it. <laughs> I was a big part of it. Yeah. Is that Rugby Run? That's Rugby yeah. Run. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And I'm very proud of that too. Very proud of it. And I'm very happy to work with the company. They are mm. great people to work for. They certainly seem to do a lot of um, cross-sponsoring and helping the community and of course the cynics say well of course they're going to be seen to do on that but most mining companies do mm. they're helping they're doing their bit they, they, 
they put back when they yeah. can. Yeah, they're doing their bit. Yeah, I think so. I see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we already had a conversation about this before we started, but we've chosen not to go down the whole protester route. This is more about you being a kick-ass woman in mining, <laughs> working with all the blokes, starting again in your mid-40s. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's awesome. I, I was 39 when I had to start, uh, start again, and then I, that's how I fell into mining, working with all the blokes. So how do you find that? Mostly men. Is there many women out there? Or it's, it's, It would be 95% men. Yeah. There is women out there. There's women in trades. There's women at all levels. There's women management. Um, and working with them, I can give as good as I take. And that's, that's at the end of the day, you do have to have a thick skin out there. Mm-hmm. I do believe that you can't be um, easily wounded. Like and me, like my listeners know, that's why I've got the podcast. Because <laughs> if you're a bit precious and emotional, yeah, precious, and you precious. just might not hack it. Yeah. You can have a crack. I mean, I, I did change. But I struggled at first and nearly left heaps of times. But um, I won't get into my story because, you know, it's on the podcast a mm. lot. But um, you end up learning strategies to cope. And at first well, I, I just thought they were always talking about me and everything they said they meant. You know, they're just taking the piss and mm, absolutely. just give it, give it back, mate, you yep. know. <laughs> absolutely. I, um, I had a thick skin before... I got there. I'd already been through many learning curves in life, and and so for me to slot into it was a lot easier. I didn't have to learn how to accommodate them. I um, I I think I tended to push back first, and they knew right from the get go that yeah, oh, she's all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's how it's still is to this day. Mm. You know. And you'd have to deal with men and women, I guess, at all different levels. Because I thought about maybe, because I love technology, and I thought about maybe getting into dispatch or production side of things at one stage when I was getting sick of operating. But then you spend a day in at the office and every boss is in there and they all want this statistic now and why is that chuck stopped and all of and, these things and, and I'm like nah I don't want to do that <laughs> and that's the part I love really I love the switch between and need to go and to be all over someone's phone that's broken down or why can't this or do we have a need we need a differently what sort of fitting is that in your computer that I need to get a lead for that or an adapter the history with the electronic shop has given me that... Um, Sheldon, my sister. <laughs> Sheldonism. <laughs> it, it's the ability to switch hats very quickly mm. and take the next person on. And that's I love that part of the job back then and I love that part of the job now. So uh, what sort of switching are you doing so you it's, you are doing accommodation training. Yep, everything. everything. Can you Someone tell us what you're doing. Well, the boss could walk out and go, or call from the office, going, "Trish, help!" 
right? You go in there and all could of a sudden be anything, it's, yeah. it could be anything. <laughs> it could be an Excel file that he needs to know how to put a, a, a repetitive header on it for something he's doing. And then the next minute we're designing a flowchart for how to do a new process that's just because the mine's only just gone into construction and ramp up. Mm. There's a lot of things that we're creating yeah, on the go. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. And, you know, you, everyone gets to put a, put a bit in and I just find with the history I have, I've got a lot of areas that I can grasp ideas from. And some of them go, some of them don't. Some of them we try and they oh, fail. Right, we'll take another avenue. This works better. You know? Yeah. It's, it's just being able to switch between that mm. I really enjoy. Do you have to book people in for their accommodation and stuff? Or Absolutely. are there other people that well, do that? There's four of us that are in a rolling roster mm-hmm. that handle all the side admin and that's oh, the that, that's, that's all for yeah yeah we have two on at a time and it's a case of anywhere between like for all the onboarding there's the the legislations of what's required for people to be on a mine site have to have certain documents oh, so much yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it has to be correct and it has to be current and you have to be aware when they're expiring so oh. all these things are falling into place to get them Firstly, to be inducted, then once they're approved for that, they can we can then pass them on to be booked for accommodation. That's handled by the next by the camp managers. Oh right, yeah, yeah. It's all part of a process and a flow that's getting together, and we're getting there pretty good. Yeah. So, how many would be out there now? Do you reckon? Uh, about one hundred and fifty. Yeah. 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 Might be more. <laughs> Probably comes and goes too. It does. We have contractors it, it, that just come on and go. And... Yeah, we've got constant civils out there at the moment, but then there's um, more construction coming up with different trucks being put together and shovels and lots. Yeah, because well, all the machines yeah, are starting to come to together, together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going out with a fellow who started at a mine that was just opening. And they just had a shipping container. That's where everything happened. The OCE was in there. Everyone was in there. Then the first, I think, three or four weeks, they were putting chairs together and <laughs> and stuff. They they when, helped. They mm-hmm. were like his digger operator. They had didn't dig but anything. They did, hadn't had the actual approval to. That's that's exactly mm. when you're starting something from scratch and and the solar farm was just like that all the all the previous jobs were like that with the mine because they had exploration I've only been out that site for six eight months so it's already been through many stages already um but when you when you start like rugby run when I was out there it was there was one office and one shipping container and there was four or five of us in that office. And by the time we finished out there, it was we were in this constructed permanent office and a full solar farm. And this place is the same. Yeah. We drive out into the into the lease area now, and there's actually roads going through. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's great. That's it. It's great. The growth is fantastic to watch. And good to be at the start of it, and everyone's helping to. 
set the foundation for so many things. Like you say, just your systems that you're setting mm. up. You know, your bits mm. of paper and your Excel spreadsheets and mm. your PowerPoints, this, that, and I can imagine. Um, but also the culture that they're wanting to um, start off with. I'm, I'm assuming most minds at least try to start off with. Oh, it's <laughs> we're going to be different. It's going to be great, and we're all going to care about each other and say it's and a stuff. really mm. positive culture out there. Yeah. It's also a very strong safety awareness out there that the levels really are, and you know, environmental's the same. Our environmentalist out there, he, you know, brings in chicks for us to meet that he's found out there. And, oh, it's lovely. Oh, it's nice. Yeah. There's, there's some really nice things that happen. I have seen some good things on LinkedIn, especially little videos of this and stuff that's going on. Speaking of which, your video, which is how I came across you, um, the drones flying over the solar farm. This just looks so big. Like once it was finished. It's huge. Yeah. It's fabulous. Yeah. And Absolutely you have fabulous. a lot of sun out there. Mm. 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 Um, it's fabulous to, to see it out there. I, it was just having having been coal or mining previously, the solar farm was a really good change. I needed a change. Yeah. And that's that was just same job, different area. So instead of going out and seeing the same thing being constructed, to see a solar farm starting from just clearing the land to these motorised panels was just, yeah, I'm going back out there next week for a visit. Are you? Yeah. yeah. I'm really quite excited about it too. <laughs> so the motorised side, they follow the sun, don't yeah. they? I assume they would. Yeah. 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 Wow. And no holes. They don't have to dig holes really, do they? They no. just whack it on top of the ground. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. Cool stuff. It's It's amazing. Like, we, you know, we see houses built and that's pretty cool. We see units, blocks being built, that's pretty cool, shopping centres. But these things are just such a big area and to drive around and, and see how it just goes on. Yeah, mm. it's like a really our, good part um, of the job. Up where I live, we've got a, a new mobile phone tower, the MBN tower. It was like, oh, so excited watching it going up and getting higher and higher. And it's so close to my house, so i got internet. <laughs> like, yes, keep yes. going, guys. You can do it. <laughs> we used to have to stand out the front of our pub on the high bit of the road on one leg with your phone up just to send a message to say, hey, I'm at the pub. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then, which yeah. was ridiculous, half an hour out of a big town. Oh, absolutely. Mm. That's the biggest drawback of working remotely is comms. Mm. That's, that's the biggest drawback. So how did they do it out at Rugby Run? Did you just have was, uh, two ways or...? No, I, I was so lucky. Um, it's supposed to be... I, like, I, I was always led to believe it was um, mostly Telstra out there and I have Optus. Oh. Right? So we get out there and here's Trish on the phone all the time. And then we're just going, how can you get, how can you get coverage? Right? There was no coverage oh. for Telstra out there. That's unusual. It was yeah. really unusual, and I'm, so I ended up. I bought a dongle for my phone, and we worked around it. And we got the we got the coverage in the end, and mm. everything was fine. And now out at Carmichael, it's totally the opposite. So, do you have two phones, an Optus and a Telstra? Actually, actually, you do have two phones, don't you? Three. <laughs> I have three phones, 
but that's just because I've just bought a dual SIM phone. And that's I'm, what you said you had, yeah, dual SIM phone. That's, yeah. yes. I think my sister's got one of those and got totally bamboozled. With well, I am, I am just trying to remember which SIM card I put in which slot. So I tend <laughs> to sort of just hit reply and I never know which number has replied to someone. So then that's what we, happened with us the other day. Yeah, because my initial was, oh, hi, uh, it's me, you know, as per our yeah, on this number, through, you know, your people. And um, and then I got an answer from a random number back saying, oh, yeah, okay. And I'm like, oh, I'm just checking. This is you, Trish, <laughs> isn't it? And I thought, oh, it must sound so stupid. It's, but it's, I thought it might have been a work phone. Like no, it's, side or it's just a case of it's all in the one phone and I'm just learning. I literally have had that phone for a week mm-hmm. and I've only just got the... I haven't even transferred the numbers over properly yet or anything. I just... I was going back out to work and I thought it's it, it's been really quite frustrating for me to have everything into a phone that we don't have comms out there but have to operate a phone that I need to for work and I just, so I got that new phone and I'm still in the process of learning. Yeah. So what is the purpose of a dual phone, dual SIM phone? Do you, would one SIM card be family and the other be work or something? You wouldn't in, want in, to get pissed on your... Hit and fly on the wrong one. For me, the purpose is I have a contract with Optus. Mm-hmm. All my family know my Optus number. Everything works Australia-wide with the Optus number, I get out to work and it doesn't work. So even if I use diversion, I have to have a Telstra SIM for it to divert to. And that works. But then running two phones Mm. to make it work, was it was just... You look like a drug dealer or (sighs) a prostitute. And I felt like I was (laughs) spending half... It always looks weird, doesn't it? Like, oh... (laughs) I felt like I was spending half my time putting a phone on charge back and forth between the oh, two. It's that too, yeah. 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 And see, the work phone, I needed to be, because we use Jesse for the journey management, right, and that uses GPS, I had to have a phone that was actually in coverage area to be working. So I couldn't use my phone, which was on diversion, and it was mm. just go and get a new phone. And <laughs> Samsung really kindly put them on sale that week for me. Oh, so I went, thank you very much. Happened. Yeah. So what did you say you used? Jazzy. That rolled yeah. off your tongue like I should know what that is. Jazzy is a journey management program mm. app that you can put. I'm starting here, I'm going there. And it uses GPS yeah. to tell where you are at any time. So do you use that for work, for fatigue Yeah, management? it's fatigue management yeah. and we have to... Um, we still have to check in to Jesse and say, yeah. yep, checked in, and then it puts us on to the next. It's very, it's very good. And you can't cheat? <laughs> like no, can't, because it you uses... You can't say, well, unless I'm just it's, leaving now and you're actually already home and you didn't yeah. have your sleep or whatever. Well, no, because it uses GPS. GPS it actually sees yeah. where you are. Yeah, right. Yeah, unless I put the phone in with someone else. Take my phone yeah. to work, I'll be there shortly. <laughs> is that a is that a common thing now that people journey management? Yeah, most companies are yeah. fairly onto the journey management. Because yeah. I know I've had to write out a plan of what I'm going to do and sign it, 
and then it's meant to be up to us whether we do it or not. But I've never had an app that follows me to mm. ensure that I'm doing it correctly. Mm. We've Adani's had this process system in place before, but they weren't GPS based then. And because the phones were out of service in so many areas, it didn't work as well. Oh, yeah. So it, they did go to the manual process and we had to send a text in and let people know when we were getting at spots. Yep. And it was all checked off on the board. That's, they, they really do make sure their staff are travelling OK. That's good. So much so that I did get into town one night and I did forget to call and I had had a bad day and my husband and I went up to the local and we did have a few drinks and a couple of hours later there was a search party out for me and I was in a lot of... There was all and these you, messages. We've been at the pub. Not mm. a good move. Not a good so move. So there's a note to anyone listening who <laughs> is about to go into using that is just make sure you do it properly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, there's yeah. a reason for it. It's safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a duty of care. Yeah. Right? And they do follow through on that duty of care. Mm. And I will never, ever forget to call in again. It's like I've known a few people that have left their isolation locks on machines, got all the way back up to Townsville or somewhere. Yeah, well, you've got to come back. Mm. Yeah, mm. and that's how it is. Yeah, mm. it's, it's a... And he's never done it since. <laughs> well, you wouldn't, would no. you? No. No. Yeah, it's not a good idea. Mm. Now for a word from our sponsor, Julia Hartman and the Bantax Accounting Group. Julia's my awesome accountant. She's written two books with financial expert Noel Whitaker, and she's got a passion to help us miners make the most out of our hard-earned cash. She's got heaps of tips and makes sure that we get every cent we are meant to get and is right on the ball with everything. If you head to bantax.com.au forward slash miners, that's B-A-N-T-A-C-S, you can download a free booklet all just for us miners. And there's also a spreadsheet in there that helps you check off what tools you have for your trade, like your isolation lock, work boots, seven shirts, all of these sorts of things, and you can weigh them up and it'll tell you if you qualify weight-wise to claim your trips out to work. And that's just one of the things that they've got over there. So I strongly urge you to head to bantax.com.au forward slash miners and see what they can do and find your nearest office as we come up to tax time they're really on the ball know what's going on with the tax department and there's heaps of other free information like property investing if you really plan on doing some great things with your money you want to do that right if you want to sell your house can save a lot of money if you find out what to do first rather than in hindsight and julia she'll you know make sure you get it right and if you do it wrong and then go and see her, she'll she'll up you in the nicest possible way because she really cares about us and wants us to keep our money and not give it to the tax department. Anyway, head over to bantax.com.au forward slash miners and tell them Mad Mumsy sent you. So I have had quite a few people contact me whenever I share anything to Dani because I have been a supporter of Dani. I even got a Start a Dani t-shirt. Go team. Yeah. And the, go you know, Dani. Yeah, yep. go <laughs> um, And the episode where I recorded the Galilee, Go Galilee Basin 
rally that then went out to Claremont. You know, with Bob Brown and all these clowns that yep. come up here. And don't get me started on that. No. We're not about that. But We're not going there. <laughs> no, we're not going there. But people ask me, and I've shared whenever they um, open up a new uh, contractor portal on the portal yeah yeah so i've shared three i've shared uh, three portals there's a port portal <laughs> i love saying that a jobs portal and a contract portal yep. so whenever i see anything i share that so people have asked me if there's going to be any clean skin roles out there when they do start actually operating and i say well i don't know they're not at that stage yet anyway it's still in construction as far as i know so but you know keep your eyes out and if I know I'll let you know do you know anything about that no I don't yeah I, I know nothing about it I um I do the same thing really as you and I just tell people what? to you're a podcaster no <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> no as in as in the the links to follow yeah follow Adani Australia on Facebook they quite often there's a link there that just constantly yeah. tells you who who they're sort of Looking for that week, the Carmichael Jobs email um, web, and I, I really don't have much to do with that side. That's HR. That's out of Townsville and now Rocky. Mm. That we sort of focus on who's already been brought on board. So yeah. it's not an area I touch. Yeah, you don't know. No. No, not I, you know, no. You don't why wouldn't you want to touch have you ever been in that side of it, HR? Having to hire people or with anyone in your journey? Previously, yes. Yeah. Previously. What are your thoughts on that? Um, like it no, it's not my preferred job. I think it'd be a very difficult job to do in large scale. Mm. And yeah, I'm I'm quite happy to let someone else handle that. They can give me the package of this is this is who we're putting on board. And then I can go through the process. The decision side is probably for someone 20 years younger than me. But you're wise and know how people can actually turn out. And wise is being stress-free in life also. (laughs) And choosing to take the path that you really want to do. Yeah, to step back and and just do the little cogs. I like the little cogs now. They're good. Yeah, That's where I like to sit. I... um actually applied for quite a few HR roles because I'm actually out of mining now. Yep. Um, been about a year. I just talk about it. You can't... What did someone say? Oh, the last guy I interviewed, Buck, he said, you can take the miner out of the mines, but you can't take mining out of the miner. The, the mentality will always be there. Yeah, when you've yeah. always done it whereas my partner the real miner because he's underground you know, mm. there's a whole thing about him but he he said well you can't be mad mumsy anymore I'm like what do you mean yes I can I, I'll just talk about it I have more time <laughs> to go and interview people I just needed to be home kids going through stuff I wanted a dog I did it for 13 years gone Enough. through menopause in a truck I'm like, oh, fucking over it I'm yeah. like you know, I'm not doing it yeah and um and he said well you just can't do it anymore but when Buck said that I said no you can take Mad Mumsy out of the mines, but you can't take but mining out of Mad Mumsy. So. Yeah, still there. Yeah, and yeah. I have got a lot more time to do it. So I, I just, good. yeah, I like the freedom of choice now without the pressure of needing to, mm. and that's 
suits me so much better. Yeah. So you don't have the golden handcuffs on? No. You know what they are? Mm. Yeah. A lot of people haven't heard that. Mm. Yeah, we just... You can't leave. I... As much as I love my job, and I do, if it wasn't right in a month's time, I would move on. I'm not going to be anywhere that's detrimental to me yeah. in the in a holistic sense. Yeah, I um, that's the wisdom. Have you always been like that? No, nope. no. Oh. I I have been I have been that other side, mm. and I have left for reasons and, and and it was to my own detriment that I didn't realize that I was just putting in too much and not getting out of it what I should have what I thought I should have and it doesn't really work that way yeah, yeah. so you had to try I, did you try to stand up a bit before you left yeah like to say no I think I'm more valuable than your is that what, what you mean I yeah. I no, 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 no. I, I have worked my way up in positions over the years. Yes. And then the brakes were put on and I didn't, I didn't handle that brake, the brakes being put on well. I didn't at all. And I just actually took a couple of years off and did some study and now I choose to work as a site administrator, that's at the, and that's the perfect level for me. I can I can help out in the other areas. Mm. Quite content. I am. I've got my trainer assessor. I have got my workplace health and safety. I do have others levels of of qualifications, but I choose not to use them. Mm. Mind you, I can step in and do. You know, we were in a spot a couple of weeks ago that they needed a. Um, drug tester on site I hadn't been passed out on site I do have the qualifications so we went through I got passed out on site and I fitted in for a couple of days while they sourced a replacement and that's what I like to do it's to help out and then go back to my site admin so a jack of all trades and then you go back to the Mm. the bit that you like that's good you designed your own job Mm kind of well I, I just believe it complements the position mm. rather than focusing on on being a trainer assessor or doing the drug screens daily or you know workplace health and safety as a side admin I can do the side admin and if they need a hand in training I can go and do it once I do my upgrade yeah <laughs> which, which we were just talking about before yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's something that come up when I interviewed Buck. Um, you know, when you first go into mining, especially for the new people that are desperate to get in, you know, you can you don't have to one whatever role you start at doesn't mean that's where you have to finish. Once you get inside, you know, and they open up the high vis shirt and you're allowed in to have a look around, you can see what other roles suit you, your personality, yep. your passions. And, yep. and you can focus and you can train, you can lead your training up that path. Towards yeah. that. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Because mm. you might get in, and I, you know, I speak about this all the time, 
I just want to job drive one of those big trucks and then get in going, oh, no, actually, I don't like it. I'm bored. Yeah. Well, it's not just that, but I won't get started. Not just they're bored <laughs> or they don't like it or they get, they get a scare yep. or anything. They can't handle the swearing, as we were talking about earlier. They can't handle just the culture, the mentality, the yeah, the give and take, the the roster, the, so many things. They might decide, you know what, I, I would rather be in an office, but I could be in an office in a mine rather than in town. Mm-hmm. So um, I think what you're saying really helps cement what he said last week. Just get in and, and, oh, and then see you what can... else and work your way towards the things. Mm. And it can change. Mm. Like we all get older, like we are saying. Oh, absolutely. Mm. I, I thought that I would be commercial through and through. I worked my way up and... and thought I'd be commercial through and through and then I did the um, trainer assessor and workplace health and safety and as as much as I'm sitting at site admin at the moment I do see that there's a bit of a sway going towards the training side that down the track I might mm. focus more on training yeah. you know? but that's why I need to keep my ticket current <laughs> <laughs> Um, so for women working out in the mines or in any male dominated industry, really, with your experience working with lots of blokes, um, you got any tips? Thick skin. Water off a duck's back. That's my tip. Yeah. It's just got, everything's got to be water off a duck's back. If you, if you're too sensitive, then... You're not going to last long and you're not going to like it. Mm. And I think it's the not going to like it bit that's the hardest. Mm. Especially. Like I, yeah, I struggled a lot and uh, I know others that have, you know, just... But you can grow that skin. You can oh. become thicker <laughs> as well. Or it's either become thicker or just deflect it. Mm. Whatever right. your tools are to yeah yeah, to use it Mm. yeah that's right Mm. because I had a big thing I don't think I've spoken about this before but I've my whole life really felt like I've never fitted in and you know wasn't one of the cool kids and all that black sheep Uh, yeah but I wasn't even a cool black sheep you know I was just like a nothing I don't know that's anyway mate I'm the cool black sheep yeah I know you and my friend Christy (laughs) she's cool like you know just just yeah yeah but I always wanted everyone to like me because I'm a. I see myself as just being a nice person, and I'm very, I'm quite spiritual and loving and open. And I'm the sort of person that trusts everyone first until they mess up. And then, whereas I've got friends, and I'm sure you're like this. No, you've got to prove yourself to me first. Not more always. Than being, no, not always really? like that. No, oh, mate. I was the one that Mum was worried about running off with some man talking to me down the street. Because oh. I would talk to everyone. Yeah. It's life lessons that's done that. That's done it. Mm. Yeah. There's been some pretty sad life lessons yeah. that you just go, nowadays you prove first. Yeah. Uh, that's probably what's happened to me too, actually. And looking back is, is, yeah, the last 20 years there's been a lot of things like that. And that changes you. Mm. As, oh, absolutely. As you get older, mm. that's right. The but toughest thing with that like, is that People who don't know your history yeah. don't know the reason why mm. you hold off. 
Yeah, or like, why saying that mm. in that way or something is mm. going to make me cry again. <laughs> yeah. Or so, you know. What's wrong with her? Oh, yeah, well, she, oh, she, oh, okay, I didn't know that. And you can't no, tell you're everyone gonna... in the world, now, hang on, here I come. Now, you need to know my whole life story so we can get on. You've yeah. got to figure out ways to make that happen. Yeah. But once, as soon as I decided that not everyone has to like me, you know, they can either... I just started when I had, especially at one site, but it wasn't good at all. This is when I started the podcast. And um, I'd just walk away and go, oh, you're just one of them. <laughs> you know, it was like 80-20 rule. You hear yep. that a lot. Yep. And But mine was 80% of people like me because I'm nice. You know? <laughs> and um, I had a lot in common, especially the blokes, you know, footy and cricket and oh, I rode motorbikes all my life yep. and blah, blah, blah. Um, don't mind swearing, having a beer, you know. And then there'd be the other ones like, she's just weird and freak or whatever. And do you know what? Here I am. Exactly. But that's the Own part it. I like. That's it. Own who you are. Absolutely. Whoever that is, you know. Um, and then so I just start, I'd just walk away and go, oh, 20%. That's one of the 20%ers. <laughs> and, just, and I started laughing yeah. when people gave me anything that made me yeah. Feel bad about myself. I'm like, oh, twenty percent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it changed my life out there, really. One, yep. Once, once you're happy with yourself, as long as you can lie straight in bed at night and like who you are, mm. it's really everyone else's their own issues. Yeah. yeah. That's how I see it, anyway. I'm, I'm, I know I'm a good person. I know I do the right things at the end of the day. I know certain things light my fuse sooner than others. And that's life experiences that's that's created that. You might see something that gives you a red flag and it's in my mind or it's not, but it's there. Mm. We, um, yeah. we are who we are. We are what we're, our life's been. And that goes for blokes as well. It's not just the women because the crew, I always talk about crews being like a family. But you don't necessarily like everyone in your family, especially mm. extended family. You know, mm. there's always the, I'll say things like, you know, the arsehole cousin and the crazy alcoholic oh, we, we have or whatever. We have the same as well. We have, crews are like that, all yeah, crews. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. We, we have people that are going through home issues and this or that or and you, you just embrace it as being that's who they are and they're in a tough spot at the moment. So, you know be there and they've been there for me too at times mm. yeah. it's yeah it's nice it's yeah, a good crew out there is. too yeah it's good when you're on a crew and you feel people have got your back mm. and that's when I started coming out behind my mad mumsy cartoon character the side I was on they fully supported everything I was doing I was even allowed to go and take photos and yep. stuff which is huge mm. as you know mm-hmm. um and as soon as I went back I was as soon as I went there, I went and saw the mine manager and said, look, this is what I do because I write for Shift Miner magazine as well and I've got podcasts and but I just say this one band camp and this one cranky dozer driver, you know, I don't yeah, really yeah. say where I've worked and stuff. People know me, no. Mm. But um, that's that confidence thing again. I was starting to be proud of what Mad Mumsy was doing and plus bloody mum saying, saying Leanne all the way through when I interviewed her. Yeah, busted. Yep. Yeah, but it's because I went to a crew 
that was like that really supportive family, you know. Mm -hmm. And you just, I say in the podcast quite a bit is, if someone's cranky at you like the dozer driver up on the dump and you don't know what's going on in their, on in their life and doesn't, don't take it personally. It doesn't mean they hate you and your shit driver, you know. Yeah. They're just having a bad day and they're mad at everyone. Yeah, <laughs> so just give them some space. That's right. Leave or them alone. and see if they yeah. might need a chat, you know. Yeah, a- absolutely. Know. Yeah, absolutely. That are you okay is the best thing ever. Mm. It's so easy to know, and I do it quite often. There's there's people at work, and you know you know what their history is, or something's going on, and you can just send them this little text that says, "Are you okay?" Yeah. And you get a reply that says, "Talk to you later." Yeah. Yep. We're having a drink tonight. Yeah. And that's one of those two drinks. Yeah. <laughs> one of sometimes, those times. <laughs> some, sometimes that's exactly what it is. Or yeah. you catch up in the afternoon, and yeah. you know you'll just have a ten minute chat and. Yeah, it's, or you sit down at the mess and have tea together. Yeah, something. But yeah. then you know, it's usually people around. Yeah, yeah. Depends what it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. All right. Well, I've got a couple of other questions that are a bit. Unless you've got anything else you want to say about women and all that, I think we kind of went down that yeah. tunnel pretty good, didn't we? Mate, I've done it on my own for. I did twenty years as a single mum. Yeah. Something like that. And women can, if they want to get up and make it happen, they can. That's really, really, at the end of the day, it's up to ourselves where we want to get to in life. Yeah, totally agree. Okay, got some shorter questions. Okay. (laughs) Well, they don't have to be short. Um, What's your favourite roster? And also, what rosters have you done? Hmm. Like, well, you know, what's some of the worst? Um, It depends, really, where I'm working because the travel time makes a huge difference. I really do like seven on, seven off. That's Mm. lovely for home life. Do you, as site admin, you um, all day shift? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever done nights? I have once, and it was not necessary, but I did it. Yeah. And actually, it was fantastic. The amount of work I could get done... (laughs) Without brilliant. all those bloody interruptions. <laughs> Absolutely. It was so good. I smashed it oh, yeah. quite happily. But, um, no, most of my work is day shift. I'm now on a 14-7. I'll give it a go. I'm not really sure how I'll go, yeah. but we'll see. You know, the seven-off's quite nice. Yeah. Um, That's unusual, although construction's different, isn't it? Yeah, and um, it's also, yeah. see, where talking around a six-hour drive time so seven on seven off has lost a lot in travel yeah that's where we've gone to the 14 seven so right i said i'll give it a go i'll give it a go yeah is it six hours to get out there from here yeah so which way do you go from Mackay to get out to carmichael straight through Murrumbah, straight to the end to claremont yeah turn right turn right mm-hmm. oh, i always thought oh, it was left Man and then Isa. along a bit yeah and it right and then you head north again Yep. Up near Alpha, sort of. Near I don't Alpha's, know. No, Alpha's south. That, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Alpha, Alpha's Alpha. south. I should have looked on the map. Yeah. <laughs> and I have done three in one WA. That I didn't like that at all. That's yeah. too long. Yeah, that's And I don't like pyjama days in camp. It's like... Waste well, time. Yeah. yeah. That's how I got my podcast started. 
pajama, pajama days. days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everyone whinging about it. I'm like, I love pajama day. I, I got shit to do. <laughs> I achieved two cert fours thanks mm. to pajama days. Yeah, that's it. And that's what I say about that. You don't have to be a brain dead trucky. You can do stuff. Yeah, you can I, I don't read and study and learn and listen. Yeah. podcasts <laughs> or podcasts. Podcasts are cool. Yeah. Um, what do you do with your old PPE, like your hard hats and your high vis shirts and your boots? Um, my my mum. The reason I ask this is because my mum, at one stage, had petunias growing in hard hat hanging pots that they'd made, and parsley in the steel cap boots. I. Make them last. I actually don't get new ones. Yeah. Like, I'm still wearing my Rugby Run Adani shirts. Yeah. I've never ordered a new mine shirt or pants or hat. I'm still using the Solar Farm stuff. I yeah. wear it till it wears out. You don't... Well, if you haven't got any old stuff, you wouldn't wear yeah. it... Um, a lot of people wear it at home, mowing the lawn, no, yeah. going fish. I'm like, God, you're living it. Yeah. Last Hus- thing I want to do is put on a freaking high-vis anything. I even hated the colour orange. I had a shirt, just a, you know, it was a really nice top. I threw it out because mm. it was orange. I, I love orange. orange. And then we changed to yellow. No, I love orange. <laughs> orange is our car's colour. Yeah. Phones and my oh, that's your colour out there. Oh, that, that, yeah, that the little one. one. Yeah, that's but so there's cute. one in the garage that's orange as well. Oh, right. I mm. want an orange Colorado. I sat in one at the mining expo and interviewed the Holden fella, and he let me get in it. It was a concept car. I was like, oh, my God, it's so cool. Yeah. I should show you our other orange car before you go. All right. Oh, I'll have that beer then. We might do We're that. We're nearly finished. Right, let's wrap yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any stories around your steel cap boots? Like if you found any critters in them no. or you know any stories of other people no. that do? Oh, I know a lot of stories of things that happen to people that leave their boots outside at night time, which is why I don't leave my boots outside at night time. Right. I buy a bottle of foot deodorant spray and I put it in my boots yeah. every night. Yeah, there's um, a lot of things that happen with boots that... There is. Yeah. Mm. Well, come yeah. on. What? Oh, I just, I, just, <laughs> I just know that people pick up like a toad or or anything that's around that yeah they yeah, yeah. and they put in their boots and you hear them and I just Ooh, it's not going to happen to me <laughs> I had this conversation with my sister and um she said you know always check inside your boots and what do we do stick our bloody hand in there to see if there's anything in there that might and, bite us yeah <laughs> and there can be snakes in there yeah. and yeah like we've got some fairly wild critters yeah. Out on sites, and they all go in there to be cosy. Yeah, no, not going there. That's what I said. What foot deodorant spray goes in my boots? Yeah, I always left them on inside too. Mm. We um, had one guy who had a green tree frog in there, but he didn't know. He just it just felt a bit weird, and it, it oh. had it in there right through to first crib. And I'm, I love my frogs, and he took it out, and he's like, "I knew there was <laughs> this poor frog was all." <laughs> wrinkled up and I'm like give it to me <laughs> splash oh, water on it thing. there you go oh my yeah, god how no. could you and we're paying him out how can oh, you yeah. not know that you've got a green tree frog in your in boot there. yeah and then I'd be freaking enough, through I think he was driving a digger or something so he couldn't just hang on I've just got to put in a I have to take my boot on 
boot off delay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just pumped the jam and then went, right, I've got to have a look. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. funny. No, I hide my boots. Um, I think, I can't remember if we spoke about the golden handcuffs before or during the interview at the start, but a lot of people say they're going to get a job in the mines, work three to five years, pay off the mortgage, and I'm out of there. And then they find themselves 60, hate it, don't want to be here anymore, can't leave, mm. haven't got enough money to support all the things um, in the town job no. or can't do anything else. Um, so it doesn't sound like you're in that position. Not at all. Yeah. No. But you know of people. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And, you know, you, they. I have a wonderful husband. I really do. He he looks after and manages the money. I just, and he's in the same, very similar position to me. We've both worked really hard for a long time, and he managed it all to the extent that we're really quite comfortable. We go on great holidays, but at the same time, we have got it all managed. That when we're ready to stop, we will. Right. Mm. Um, And as I said before, it, it's it's could be if if something happened that I wasn't happy in my job anymore, I would be in a position that I could just turn around and say, "Okay, that's enough now." Mm-hmm. One of us, one of us would need to work for a while. Yeah. But my husband, not twelve eighteen months ago, went from a job that he was doing sixty seventy hours a week mm-hmm. to now I call him the part timer. He's home every day and he goes fishing every afternoon if he wants to. He walks down to the river or, yeah, he's he's now having a turn and I'll just stay where I'm at for while it's right and when it's yeah. not right, we can go. Yeah. Yeah, um, we're not tied down. Awesome. Yeah. What a great place to be. It's taken a lot of mm. my husband's management. <laughs> <laughs> so on that... Do you feel like if he didn't, you'd have enough... um, I'm just thinking about empowering women to take control of their finances, which is what this meeting is I'm going to tonight. Straight talk and support sisterhood, if you want to come. Okay. Um, Yeah. I did do that for 20 years. Right. And I did put myself in the right position. But when I met my husband now, we'll just call him Jeff... When I met Jeff, he is—he loves managing it, and I'm yeah. really happy for him to manage it. It's yeah. not that he insists on it. I've been there. I've done it. I did. I started from scratch in '94 up yeah. here, and I built a house to lock up with two kids. Yeah, I've been there and I've done it, and I'm quite happy to sit back and let someone else take the reins. Yeah. It's, yeah and if I'm, you had to pick up the reins again, I could. You'd know how to do it. It's yeah. not like, oh. um, I don't know what to do. Yeah, no, you're no, fine. Yeah, I, I, as a single mum, took on the banks and got a personal uh, uh, mortgage. Mm. Had that, a girl. That's <laughs> that's yeah. That's for another story. There's a lot of history there that yeah. been there, done that, and mm. now I'm quite content to just sit back and. He's a great manager. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Um, so my final question is, I think I can guess. I think I might be standing in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> what is your special place when life turns to crap? 
You're standing in front of it. (laughs) How do you, Trish, personally handle tough times and your strategies to hang in there? Swimming, swimming, just keep swimming. Really? Mm. Yeah. They, um, you do. When you when you put into that position in life, you can curl up into a ball and let it walk all over you, or you can stand up and take control. Mm. And I have stood up and taken control whenever I've needed to. And I have a drink. Yeah. I love there's, it. there's no saying that you don't have a drink in it you're allowed to have a drink but you do keep moving forward yeah yeah well thank you trish it's been a fantastic conversation thank you let's have a drink go look at that flash orange car oh my god i wonder what it is ooh, ooh. yeah you'll see i'll show you okay <laughs> thanks trish cheers well there you go that was my chat with trish she's awesome isn't she I hope that you enjoyed it as much as we did. You can tell that we're going to be good friends, I think, and a new another few meetups are on the cards. So all the show notes for this episode can be found at madmumsy.com forward slash beers 64, which was a great year, by the way. <laughs> hint, hint, giving it away, Mad Mumsy. Remember to follow me on all the things. I am at Mad Mumsy, M-U-M-Z-I-E, by all the things. Of course, I know that you know I mean social media. So Facebook, Pinterest, it's amazing how many people follow me on Pinterest. But I do have lots of fantastic pictures, videos, dump truck cakes, and a lot of blokes that follow me as well, and I follow them because they put huge kick-ass mining machines on there so and some crazy mining pictures of course you know all the crashes and which you know sadly crashes but um just really unsafe stuff that mainly from overseas and just interesting fun little things so follow me over on pinterest and of course facebook instagram youtube mm, all the things LinkedIn, or LinkedIn, Leanne Drew, D-R-E-W. Yeah, that's me. That's my name. So until next time, stay safe, be real, be special, and have fun. For we only live once. Cheers. Now I'm off to pick up my grandson from work and try and get home before a really big storm is going to hit us. Finally, a little bit of wet season coming along. Stay safe. Remember, if it's flooded, forget it. Or if it's fiery, forget it too. Cheers.